0: Welcome to Warrior's Day Off, a podcast where we will share stories of life's unexpected struggles and conversations about the many faces of courage, strength, hope, and survival. So it's with an open heart and open mind and without judgment that we begin this experience together. I'm Jennifer Eby. Everyone has a story, and each is unique to their personal circumstances. At Warrior's Day Off, we are simply a place where guests and listeners can take a break from society's expectations or definition of what strong looks like, sounds like, and feels like. It's not our intention to provide medical or legal advice, nor to suggest that any one way is the right way. I'm inspired by these stories. Perhaps you will be too. Today's episode features the Lantern Network, a nonprofit organization assisting underrepresented high potential youth of color as they pursue their career goals. Students are coached academically and professionally with access to a dedicated team of trainers, mentors, and recruiters, all of whom are there to connect the student with their greatest tools for success. Joining us via Zoom to talk about this exciting endeavor is Tracy Davis, co-founder and executive director of the Lantern Network. Tracy is an accomplished trainer, coach, speaker, and consultant with more than 20 years of experience driving change and performance improvement across multiple industries, including manufacturing, healthcare, education, financial services, and automotive, which is where we first met. She holds an exhaustive catalog of experience, certifications, and degrees. She's worked with a number of household names such as Chevrolet, Ernst & Young, GE, McDonald's, Toyota, and more. Tracy, thank you for being here. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you today.
0: I can't wait for you to start telling us about this legacy project of yours.
1: Well, let me just start by telling you um, a little bit about my history because it's part of the inspiration of how we founded the the Lantern Network. I grew up in inner city Columbus, Ohio. I was born and raised um, in around. It's called the Linden area, and my family uh, was very close and tight knit. I lived in an all-black community, went to an all-black elementary school that was just a few blocks from my home. And my my parents were very hardworking people. Uh, They gave us a lot of good values. You know, it's important to work hard to get good grades and to pursue higher education. Now, my parents both were laborers. Unfortunately, they didn't have the pleasure and the honor of being able to graduate from high school. They are they are a bit older, so um, they dropped out like around early high school, 14, 15 years old, and had to help their families. So when it came time for me to graduate from high school and go to college, I wasn't able to get the advice on what career I should go into or... There were no college visits. They couldn't help me fill out college applications. I couldn't, I didn't get help in preparing for ACT and SAT exams, those college interest exams. However, we were still really blessed because they paid for our college tuition books and room and board. So what really helped me, the turning point was when one of my classmates in college had told me about a a nonprofit that she began to work with. And so she introduced me to this nonprofit and it was geared toward helping college students of color to be able to get a good start in their career. I learned things like uh, interviewing skills, um, how to write a resume, Etiquette, so when you're sitting down at a formal dining table, which plate, which knife, which fork belongs to you. Those are some of the really great things that I learned from, from this particular nonprofit. They prepared me and sent me out on four interviews. I interviewed with Ernst Young, Pete Marwick, Arthur Anderson, and McDonald's Corporation for a, a internship. So I was able to secure three offers. And I selected Ernst & Young, and that was just the best thing that could have happened for me. Even though I was an accounting and finance major doing well in college, I still didn't really have any uh, connections in corporate America. I didn't know what it was like to work in corporate America. I didn't even know that there was a good path and or a better path to take in the, in the accounting industry. I won't bore you with those details, but... That's what um, those some of the things that I received from this nonprofit. And it literally changed the trajectory of my career because I had Ernst & Young, which is a big six public accounting firm at the time. um, Now they're known as E.M.Y. That was on my resume. It opened up many, many doors for me to be able to work in for other corporations that opened the door for me to work for Toyota, Honda, General Electric, Alcoa. And um, It just really set me on an awesome path. And because I was really prepared, I received some technical training from my college and university. However, this nonprofit prepared me to be successful in corporate America. And so because of that start, even back then, I told all of my friends, everybody that I could, that I came across that they should at least give us a try to compete, to to be in their talent pool. so i felt compelled that this is something that we should continue to do working with this nonprofit was the inspiration part of the inspiration for us to be able to start our own nonprofit now that i'm a place in my career that i have the time and the energy to be able to um put into our nonprofit. And we wanna do the same thing for for young people today. We want to make sure that they have great opportunities so that they can start their careers. So it was really my experience of not knowing how to navigate through many of these things. And it was mostly because my parents were laborers. My dad was a welder. My mother was um, a licensed practical nurse. And they they gave us all that they could all that they really could. And as much as they knew. So I was just trying to figure out what was I going to do with my life. And as I was going through college, I was just figuring it out as I, as I went. Um, And the nonprofit really helped round me out as a, as a professional. So I didn't have mentors. I didn't have very many advisors. Of course, you know, in high school, there's the advisor there, but you know we're in a large high school and you don't get a lot of advice. So I really had to figure a lot of things out on my own. And what we wanna do is to be able to help young people so that they have a pathway that they could follow. And it's not our path, it's their path. It's not our designated path because some kids wanna go to college, some kids don't wanna go to college and both options are okay. We wanna help them achieve their individual dreams we really were inspired by the Underground Railroad. Just as the Underground Railroad led led slaves from physical bondage to physical freedom, the Lantern Network, our focus is to light the path of economic freedom for young Black Americans. And we're going to accomplish this mission and this goal through examples of success stories, roadmaps, and resources to our target audience so that they can realize their dreams and more fully contribute to our country. You know, We look at our country as an eight-cylinder engine, and if all participants, everybody's not able to participate, then the country is just not operating as strongly as it could. So that's our overall goal. We want to make sure that our country is operating on all cylinders, so the the lantern network is extremely rich with symbolism from the Underground Railroad, beginning with the lanterns that were put out on porches of safe houses. Let me kind of explain that a little bit. So when this is not 100% of every situation, but in general, when slaves were escaping and traveling north to freedom, they didn't do it on their own. There was a network of people that were helping. They were abolitionists, and they were of all you know, white people and Black people that were helping these slaves escape. So just imagine you have someone running and they've been on the run for miles, hundreds of miles, and they just turn the corner and they're, they're wanting some element of hope to make it to the next leg of their journey. And they're tired and they're wet. And what they're looking for is a lantern placed on the porch of a safe house that indicates to them that it is safe to enter. And so that was always a point of relief. And that's how we came up with the name, The Lantern Network. And we... We also look at it as a network of many different people that are helping. There's organizations, other nonprofits we partner with. There are are individuals and corporations that all form this network to help light the path to economic freedom for our our young people of color. So the Lantern Network, um, we have several different programs that we're operating. But they're underneath our strategic pillars. Would you talk
0: about what are some of those programs and how they fit and what the pillars are?
1: We have three strategic pillars. The first one is inspiration. The second one is development. And the third one is propulsion. So under our strategic pillar of inspiration, what we wanna do is light a fire inside of our target audience so we can illuminate the possibilities. We want them to walk away thinking that not only that the sky is the limit, but that there are no limits. So we have a few programs underneath that strategic pillar. One of them is our streaming stories. And this is where um, people of color will talk about their inspiration story that that shows how they've overcome obstacles either in their personal lives or in their professional lives we want them we want our young people to see them overcome and be able to th- to think if they can do it, I can do it. And this is really similar to the Underground Railroad. I think you saw the movie Harriet we talked about. So when Harriet Tubman went back and was telling her family members, she was trying to inspire them to to leave the slavery and go towards freedom. And she told stories of what it was like in um, in that city of where there was freedom. And so that's what we want to do. We want to inspire with our stories. And then another program we have is um, called Mr. Russell. It's an urban Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And with that particular program, it's going to be snippets of, of different scenes and it's focused on infusing hope into our young people and also the consequences of decisions that they make. So that's all under our our, um, strategic pillar of inspiration. Our next pillar is development. And this is where it's going to take a network of of everyone. It'll be different sponsors and donors, individuals, other nonprofits and volunteers. And what we want to do is build into our young people a skill set that is in demand or sought after so that not only when they get onto their into their careers, their first jobs or on an internship, but they'll thrive in those um, experiences. And we'll do that through our mentoring program, which we, we talked about. We want to develop them and show them the pathway of success. And then in our development program, we know that they're going to get their technical skills from their college or university, but we wanna be able to provide soft skills to them. So that again, they thrive in their role.
0: And then is the, the is the in the propulsion when you talk about propel? Is that where you have the internships and the apprenticeships in that piece?
1: That's exactly right. A third pillar is propulsion, and what we want to do is provide um, paid internships, paid apprenticeships, and paid entrepreneurships to uh, our young people, our college students, so that they can gain the experience, get a feel for what it's like you know, in that role, and then help them to be able to land their first jobs out of college. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of pairing a mentor and a mentee together, a young woman from Florida who is in her junior year in college. And she has aspirations to become a judge. She's studying political science and she's also studying African-American studies. I was able to pair her with um, one of our US Congresswoman's chief of staff. So we got them on the phone together or on a Zoom call together and their backgrounds mesh and they're off and running. One of the things that the mentee wanted to do is to, she aspires to have an internship for the summer and they were already talking about different connections that they can make. So it's even as, Even you think about the Underground Railroad, when Harriet was uh, escorting those runaway slaves to the north, she was mentoring them, she was guiding them, she was helping them uh, navigate which way to go. And that's what our mentoring program is, is going to do as well, to help our young people navigate whatever obstacles they may encounter so that they can launch their careers.
0: You had told me a story about your husband, who's also a co-founder, and he had an experience where he was a mentor for someone early on in their educational or career. Would you tell that story?
1: Yes, this is a very interesting story. And it's um, it's really the way that we've lived our lives. Irvin was able to coach and mentor him, not only through graduation, but into his early career and up the ranks. This young man now is an executive with General Electric and he's come a very, very long way and we're extremely excited about his his career. Um, but he, when Irvin was telling him about the Lantern Network he said, you know what? I'm the first graduate. I'm the mm-hmm. first alum of the Lantern Network. And he has been a, an amazing supporter, not only financially, but even within his company. He is um, he is tooting the horn of the Lantern Network. He got the Lantern Network set up in GE's uh, matching gift program. Within General Electric, there's a group that's called the African American Forum, which are Black Um, employees, black and brown employees from all the different businesses and they have meetings and seminars and professional development. So he's got the Lantern Network on the agenda that we'll be able to go in and talk about what we do and how we can partner with the work that they do in different colleges and universities in recruiting talent.
0: That's great. Thanks for telling that story. How many mentors do you have already on board?
1: We have about 20 mentors that we've paired with mentees. Um, we are, have this partnership with a, another nonprofit. It is called HBCU Ambassadors out of my hometown, Columbus, Ohio. And it was a really good um uh, partnership because they had mentees that needed mentors. We had lots of people in our network that are professionals, extremely successful that want to give back. So we were able to collaborate and then bring some really good pairings together. One I'm really super excited about, there's a young woman who wants to pursue a career in cybersecurity. And we were able to pair her with a managing partner of Deloitte in the Bay Area who oversees the department of cybersecurity at Deloitte. Oh, so that's just, you know, a match made in heaven and we are hoping that through this relationship as they build a relationship that this young person will will continue on her path and hopefully can do an inter- internship with Deloitte and who knows maybe she can land her first job there.
0: That's exciting. Are you setting it up regionally? Like, do you have regional people who are working those relationships and alliances and placements or how, like, where are you doing it? Or is it all like you mentioned the Bay Area? You've mentioned Ohio. Is this a national program and you have regional outreach or how are you doing it?
1: That's an excellent question. (laughs) Um, Right now, I am the only employee, (laughs) and I'm not even an employee, I'm a volunteer. (laughs) Um, And I guess that's not necessarily true. We did hire our first uh, part-time assistant. She works about one hour a day for us. Uh, But this is a national, our vision is national. And because of where we are in with technology, we don't have to have any boundaries. Our young people are spread out at many different colleges and universities across the country. Um, And so are the mentors. What we're finding is that these virtual connections are working very, very well because no one has to leave their home and go meet someone at a specific place. They can have a phone call, they can trade some text messages, and they can definitely get on a Zoom call. And our, the, the young college students are extremely busy as well. They have their leaders on their campuses. If you aggregate them, they all have about a 3.5 GPA. So they're highly um, motivated, very smart and hardworking young people. And so everyone's lifestyle is extremely busy. And it, this is something that we're just extremely excited to be able to, to make this type, this level of impact in the lives of our young people.
0: So I know that you guys have a pretty expansive network of people who you know, and so that can help fill the pipeline of mentors. Um, But where are you finding the mentees?
1: So that's an excellent question. We started, we're starting out with our partnerships. There is the one that I mentioned in Columbus, Ohio, HBCU ambassadors. And then we found two other partnerships in the California area. So that's how we're starting with the mentees. Now, the next thing that we're doing, I need to hire a program manager. Um, Once I get that person on board, we're gonna go out to the colleges and universities and we will begin to recruit at that level. Um, We have this partnership with Pepperdine University. They just, decided that they were going to take on the Lantern Network for a class project. This is a group of MBAs. It's called Education to Community Capstone Consultation Project. And they're helping us develop this cutting edge professional development program. Because what we believe is that the, the young people will get the technical skills from what they're studying in their college or university. However, we wanna round them out with the, with the rest of the skills that are necessary. So this is part of our professional development program. Those are gonna be some of the soft skills that many young people lack when they go into, um, when they start their, their new jobs or internship. These are things like learning um, good presentation skills, conflict resolution skills. It's unfortunate, but if someone doesn't handle the conflict appropriately, then you can be labeled this angry person In the office and you totally derail your career we want to make sure that they have uh, negotiation skills that they have even sales skills because you can have the best idea or you can have the solution to the problem but if you can't communicate it effectively then you might as well not have it because uh, you can't get your point across to your audience which is your management so um we will again start with our partnerships and then we'll expand once our development program is complete and is launched. That should be launched by March of next year. And then we're going to hit the pavement really hard going out to different colleges and universities. I have. Lots of friends that graduated from historically black colleges and universities and that are involved in their alumni association. So those are great pools across the country to be able to to pull in our highly motivated, highly talented students. So you
0: mentioned uh, the average GPA on campus. So when we talk about your target audience, like who is who are the best candidates or who's eligible to be a candidate in your program?
1: We are a bit selective. You have to at least have a 3.0 GPA. And we are targeting those college students that are between ages 18 and 25. That's where we're starting. We do know based on research that we definitely have to get back to the elementary school um, because that's how you build the talent from the beginning. Um, Unfortunately, at the college level, you've, you've missed some you know some good talent that you know could be possibly be there, but we have to all start somewhere, and that's that's our small beginning.
0: Okay. And um, so, when you say eighteen, so you're t- even freshman to grad school, really, you, you have a pretty wide range of possibility for il- eligibility
1: yes and we're building a curriculum that um so for the freshmen they'll have courses that they'll have to take or i hate to call them courses but i'm going to call it a program and then it feeds into sophomore junior senior and then even grad school if they want to go to grad school and it's going to be a combination of just not just sitting in front of the computer taking classes um there's going to be activities that they'll have to complete we want them to be involved in the community because we want excellent, well-rounded citizens that will give back and help make the community stronger. So are there any
0: holes in your network that you would like to ideally recruit for and fill that maybe somebody listening to this podcast might meet and they can apply to be one of your mentors or sponsor?
1: We're always looking for mentors because Um, With What I found with most mentoring um, organizations, there's usually more mentors than there are mentees. Um, Right now, we do have more mentors than we have mentees, but again, we're in our pilot. And once we launch out, we will definitely need more mentees from all types of backgrounds. You don't have to necessarily graduate from college or university because part of our Um, One of our strategic pillars is Propel, and we want to provide not only internships, but we want to provide apprenticeships and entrepreneurships for our young people as well. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to give back, we would love to have you sign up. Go to our website, www.lanternetwork.org. Select Um, the mentoring tab, and you can sign up to become a mentor. Um, You'll be in a little bit of a waiting period um, until we can get our young people that have that aspiration, but there's a lot of them out there. I was just looking at some statistics earlier today, around 30% of high school graduates don't go off to college. Some Some of the young people want to either develop a trade, or they want to start their own business, and they need Help. They need a mentor. They need someone that can kind of help talk them through the obstacles that they may be overcome. They need to overcome. So we would love to have as many mentors as possible.
0: Would you talk a little bit about the background of the logo?
1: Yeah, the logo. We had some help on that, and it's um, one, our advertising agency was just phenomenal. The logo is comprised of the railroad crossings that was embedded into quilts to communicate with runaway slaves. There's a flame that's located inside of our logo, and that symbolizes illumination and it symbolizes hope. These um, back then during during this time when Um, of the Underground Railroad and slaves were traveling north, abolitionists would communicate to slaves by the quilts that they would hang out. And there were different patches in the quilt that would communicate a different type of message. So one of the patches that we picked up is the railroad crossing, which symbolizes Cleveland, Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so that's so near and dear to my heart. That's great.
0: Yeah. So were the were the messages that they were putting in the quilt designed to indicate which direction they should head into towards freedom? Is that what the what those messages were about?
1: Yes, there were there were multiple messages. Some of them was what direction. Some of them might symbolize danger. Um, so they had this just intricate way of communicating with one another. And I just find it very, very interesting. Something else, a fun fact that I I found, even slaves, the way that they would braid their hair would communicate whether they were going to, sometimes if they were going to um, escape and what direction they were going to escape. So the slaves would be on the plantation together, and the way they braided their hair could communicate one to another that I'm leaving. Wow, that's incredible.
0: Is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share?
1: One of the things I would like to share is, first of all, I just appreciate the you giving me this opportunity to sit down and, and talk with you about the Lantern Network. We are a nonprofit, organization, a 501c3 organization, and we are definitely always looking for monetary support through by way of donations. On our website, www.lanternetwork.org, you could get on and make a donation. We already talked about signing up as a mentor. We love to have as many mentors as possible, and our mentors can come from every background you don't have to be of one race or ethnicity or even gender so it's wide and it's varied, just like the underground railroad there were many different people that helped slaves escape and we we need as many different people as we can to join our network Um, one other thing that people can do that's really really easy to assist is Through Amazon Smile, we are a partner with Amazon Smile, and it's a way that you can shop Amazon as you normally would, doesn't cost you any more, but you just sign up at through Amazon Smile and you can select a charity. And if you select Lantern Network, whatever purchases that you make, Amazon will donate a half a percent of your purchases to the Lantern Network. So whatever you would normally purchase wouldn't cost you any more. Your experience isn't any different. You just go onto your onto your app on your phone and you switch it over to Amazon Smile and select the network, select the Lantern Network, which is your charity of choice. Well, that's great information give you some directions that you can post on your website.
0: Okay. That would be great. Yeah. I would love to include all the links to your website and to, you have a Facebook page and I don't, and I don't know if you have an Instagram page. We do.
1: That was the last thing I was going to say, which you're right on time is, you know, follow us on all of our social media. We've got LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and also YouTube.
0: All right. Well, and with warriorsdayoff.com, I'm going to have links to these different sites and uh, resources. And thank you so much for telling us your story today and joining us. I, I really appreciate that. It's always good to see you. And uh, I wish you all the best. And I would love to keep interviewing any updates that you have or some of your inspiring stories that you're streaming. Maybe we can do something and and shine a spotlight on that and, and help... Uh, help you on your path to greater success. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help, Jennifer.
0: A special thanks to my friends who made this podcast possible today and to the listeners out there. Thanks for giving me a chance and for your time. Rate and review this episode and share with your friends. I find inspiring stories are all around. You just have to tune in. Thanks for joining us today at Warriors Day Off. This is Jen Eby. You got this.